0: Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to What's the Deal? I'm just getting so comfortable now. Episode four uh, here in the Lightspeed Studios, as usual. We've got our guest today, Mr. Davin Michaels. Also, of course, my sidekick, Zach Conley, is always here with us. And uh, we are going to have a really exciting show. I'm I'm really excited today. I said that twice. That was redundant. But uh, because this is the first episode that's not a network marketing opportunity. I, I tend, I don't want to get pigeonholed, although those are most of my friends that are making a million bucks a year or more are network marketers. Today we've got someone who's totally different and we're going to talk about something really exciting and new. So be prepared for that. Um, Davin, it's awesome to have you in the studio. Thanks for having me, buddy. It's an honor like to have such a celebrity you walk through the the doors and of course people here inside this office recognize you and <laughs> took like 10 minutes to get you back here. You're so famous. So it's an honor to be here with you, buddy. I'm going to say tell a little bit about like okay, how I met you way back in the day like yeah. 25 20, years ago. 25 years ago yeah. we met. This is the fucking, This guy, this is the coolest cat and and you had a brief stint in a networking company at the time, so that's how our paths crossed. Had a very cool beach house i remember in san clemente you are um for those of you that you know are listening to this background he davin's background was as a musician and at the time he was davin the mad hatter that's right uh and you gave me i remember a a cd of your music and i think it was called a place called peace and i remember listening to that it was so ahead of its time I was like modern electronic music like one of the first people he's in my opinion and i think the opinion other, the father of modern dance music i remember living here in vegas a big thing every year is edc right the mm-hmm. electric Daisy Carnival? Yeah, EDC and, and
1: Pasquale. I would consider Pasquale the father of electronic music. I'm more like the grandpappy. You're the grandfather of electronic grandfather music. Of yeah, <laughs> Pasquale used to go to my parties as a kid. We're still great friends over 30 years,
0: yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I was going to say, at EDC, so when I went with you, and it's like different going to EDC with you than and like some <laughs> random kid. Pasquale so, throws out the red card. Well, I mean, we walked in, and we're like walking, walking, walking. <laughs> it's like like VIP, the second VIP. This, you know,
1: Paris Hilton is there welcoming you to the table. Well, <laughs> yeah. So we yeah, sit down it's and it's bad. like
0: that gal. I remember her from a uh, the reality show. I think Holly Madison. Yeah, that's Pesquale's wife. That's his wife sitting yeah. at the table, and They're I'm like, yes, but "Yeah, I'm here with Davin the Mad Hatter." <laughs> uh, but that's so it almost seems like long ago. But I mean, like I was at your your very cool house in um, in Turnberry here in Vegas, and like, like you've got. Like how that song goes, I think Joel wash gold records on the wall. <laughs> Yours are like platinum records, gold and platinum. I had a good run, fifteen
1: years in the music business, a little bit of television as well, and um, yeah, it was it was an exciting and crazy time.
0: And so, like yeah, a lifetime I mean, ago, you're with Coolio yeah. and all these different people. What are what just before we get into the transition that you made from rock star of that world to yeah. rock star gracing stages around the world with you know the likes of. Tony Robbins and Les Brown and everybody. I mean, sure. I think it's safe to say you've spoken on stage w- with lots lot of, of the big names. Uh, tell us a cool story or two from the from the old days, like when you were, what, oh what it was goodness. like being a rock star and the, one of the first DJs and wearing your mad hats back yeah, in the day.
1: Yeah, Well, it was an interesting time when I, you know, like I said, I, I'm more the grandpappy of the scene. Uh, you know, they always say that you can tell who the pioneers are because they're the ones with the arrows in their back. And that was certainly us. I mean, we were, we were pioneers. Um, and when we started doing it, it was Renegade. Uh, it was in Los Angeles. It was in the very late '80s, early '90s. It was '89 when I started, and uh, it was all underground. So we would break into warehouses and uh, do. It was completely illegal. I mean, it really was. Like
0: the first raves. The, the first what this rave is?
1: parties. Yeah, we broke into warehouses. That's how we did it. And then what happened was, and it's a super long story, but the short version is, uh, there was one night. And overnight, my partner and I became the biggest electronic music event producers in the U.S. It just all happened over one night. It was a twist of fate. Uh, It had to do with another party that was running that got shut down. All those people came to our, our, our party. And overnight, this small fledgling scene of like 500 people or so that would be out all of a sudden turned into about almost 5,000. It was, it was about 5,000. And so we rode that wave. We had an incredible summer. And by the end of the summer, we were filling stadiums. We were filling amusement parks, 15 20,000 people. And uh, and it was a blast. It was really fun. And that was the early days. And then that scene went up and down and up and down for two decades before it exploded and became mainstream. And so it didn't make sense for me to really stick around there. So I kind of moved on. Uh, started producing music and television and had a good run there. And then 20 years later, it took off like a rocket. And, hmm. uh, you know, it was it was a blast, and and to I could not say that I don't miss it. It, it was pretty awesome. It, but I've had a lot of great you know runs in my in my business career in life. So well, it's I mean great. that's
0: that, I mean everybody wants to be a rock star, and certainly the DJs are the rock stars of today. They and are. you were one of the first big DJs back in. The- well,
1: and, and it was interesting too back then, Matt. Back then, the promoters were the rock stars. Oh. So I was one of the promoters. I mean, yeah, I did DJ, but I wasn't a big DJ at all. But there were no big DJs. Right. Back then, there were just big promoters. Now, it's all about DJ culture, total shift. You
0: were a big DJ. You just didn't know it at the time. I guess. You thought I mean, it was all about being the promoter. but I, I did. You and were, back then, it was. You were spinning the music. There you go. Well, I mean, and then and then the other day when I was over at uh, Red Rock, so Davin's speaking on stage, yeah. and uh, you know your intro was amazing, and you got up on stage, and you know you're still kind of a rock star.
1: Well, that that's kind of you know my my outsourcing business took off. What happened was I produced music I produced music for about twelve years, and then. Napster came out, 50 million people were downloading free music. I saw the writing on the wall and I said, well, what's next? What could I do? And I said, well, I think I could produce reality television. This was in the early days. And I only did it for a few years, didn't have any big hits because I, my outsourcing business took off and I kind of rode that wave. And that's where I've been for the last decade. But what I, one of the things I love, or probably what I love the most about my outsourcing company is that I speak on stages all over the globe, and that allows me to get that entertainment out of me. I still get to be the rock star from stage, and I just love it. That's yeah. what I love doing.
0: Well, the guy when we were walking in that you that you knew, you know, he's like, "Oh my god, I remember that one time I had to fall, or, you know, uh, to speak on stage with you?" And you get, you know, it's like you you are a rock star. Well, you you know,
1: just a, a quick note there too. I am considered to be one of the best in my league, if you will, in my in my lane, let's say. But that is certainly not by chance at all. It was completely by design. Uh, In the early days, when I first started speaking, I marveled at some of these amazing speakers. And I thought if one day I could be 10% as good as them, I would be happy. And then at that point, I actually fell on my ass when I first started speaking, and that's when I realized, okay, I need to get trained. I need to invest in my craft, and that's what I started doing consistently. And now today, I'm not in. The t- I, I am the top ten percent. I may be the top five percent, but that was completely by design. I worked hard, and I was passionate about it because I loved it. And now I get to enjoy the fruits of my labor. But it, and it was worth it. I, I love it. I love doing it.
0: it's amazing when you guys get on stage and you, know, you get an audience of a thousand people, yeah. and then you know. And then you talk for an hour or 90 minutes or whatever you talk for. And then all of a sudden, like everybody's like running, running the to the, of the back room. of the room to buy. Yeah. And, you know, you hundreds of thousands of dollars in in moments. But I think uh, and can
1: I just share a quick, please, because yeah, this was this so cool. So you were there the other day. I spoke at Red Rock. We had about thirteen hundred people in the room. And yes, at the end of my presentation, they jumped up. They all started running to the back of the room. I, I typically am a selling speaker, although I do keynote occasionally. But I actually had a first-time experience in in almost a decade of speaking, about eight-plus years. Uh, They all went running to the back of the room. And then at that point, I normally go back into the room to continue my presentation. I go back into the room to continue my presentation, and nobody was in the room they were all in the back of the room so i go okay well i guess i'm done and i I went to the back of the room to hang out with all of them so that was a trip i've never experienced that before
0: a friend of mine was there and i said hey go say hi to davin and uh he's like i couldn't get to him couldn't get near me (laughs) it was surrounded it was insane so <laughs> for the purpose of the people who listen to this podcast, you know, obviously it's cool to meet real cool entrepreneurs that are seven-figure earners. I yeah. mean, that's sort of who we have is the top at the top. Uh, but you, now, what is it that, you know, the people listening, because there's a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of network marketers that will listen to this podcast. Um you have a, a bunch of different things that you sell so I just would love you to give an opportunity to tell us a little bit about you know as I know you have this outsourcing business which i still don't completely get because I know sure. the other day I had to had to jam to go jet skiing because they had you start a little bit late but yeah. anyway I missed yeah. so this is a good opportunity like for you to share with you know entrepreneurs who are listening what are you passionate about and what have you been able to create that would be a benefit for people tell us a little bit about about that kind of stuff sure sure well I've been an entrepreneur for the last three decades. So that's totally
1: in our DNA as a company. We're an all an entrepreneur-based company. And nearly a decade ago, actually a decade and about Five days ago, I started a company called 123Employee, and we're the premier outsourcing centers in the Philippines. We have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of employees on three continents. We work with young, bright entrepreneurs all over the globe, some of the biggest thought leaders on the planet, like you, Matt, and we do all the busy stuff in their business, busy stuff, BS, Uh, so they can focus on the income-generating activities in their business and the things that really juice them and excite them. Our mission at 123Employee is to rescue lifestyle-starved entrepreneurs, give them their time back and their lives back, and that's what we do. We do all the busy stuff. pick up their phones, we do their internet marketing, their social media, their telemarketing, their back office tasks, so that they can focus on the income generating activities and the things that really excite them in their business. So that's what we do. And that's 123Employee. That's what we've been doing for the last decade. My business is actually pretty simple. I pretty much do one thing, which is outsourcing. But as you know, August 1st, just a few short weeks ago, we did start something new. And a couple of years ago, I had an idea. I wanted to create an association for entrepreneurs to help them give them a leg up. When I started my business at 15, I had nothing. I had no resources, no capital, no education, no connections. I had nothing. And it was so hard, you can't imagine. Matt, I know you went to college. Mm-hmm. English was your major, right?
0: Economics, but I oh, I am very good because I'm known for correcting people when they say you're yes. and I have a an app called Grammar Snob and, I, ah, and so I'm very well, good at English. But it was economics was my oh name. it was economics yes. I thought it was English.
1: So uh, anyways, it, for me, I mean, I just didn't have any of that. I was a college dropout. It was so hard for me, and I never ever 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 want anyone to go through that because I know how tough it is. And back then, a decade ago, it was way harder than it is today. We didn't have the internet really. Mm-hmm. And, and so today, it's it's totally different. Did, did I say a decade ago? When I started my business three decades ago, we didn't have the internet. Uh, so it, it was it was really tough. And so I, so I wanted to create something to really empower entrepreneurs. So two years ago, I had this idea to create something called VIA, the Virtual Entrepreneurs Association. It's all the tools, resources, discounts, education that a small business owner needs to grow their business, particularly one that wants freedom, wants to be a virtual entrepreneur. We made it super cheap, so anybody, anybody could afford it. It's like $20 a month. It's nothing. Um, but I wanted people to have access to all of that, and when I took it to my staff with this idea, they all thought it was nuts. Nice. They thought it was the dumbest thing ever. We had a successful company. Why would we even start something new? It's a dumb idea. Um, now my entire staff and team are, love what we're doing, but uh, I had to fight. You know, I had to fight my people to make it happen. But I feel like it was worth doing. And we launched it August first, and within the first few days, we had over a
0: thousand members. So I, know I saw it all over Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's kind of cool how things show up magically in your newsfeed. I guess yeah. that's something that you <laughs> yeah. you have outsourced that uh, was someone in the Philippines yes. was making that show up in my newsfeed or how yes. did that happen? Cause I literally, I saw a via like when you launched it, it was everywhere. It was, um, it was driven through three things really. Um, of course paid traffic.
1: Um, uh, and of course our team at one, two, three employee, but probably what you saw is, um, so much of our business, or not so much, but a, a nice piece of our business is driven by our marketing partners. We have thousands of marketing partners all over the globe, and those guys were out there driving it. That's why you were seeing it everywhere because they were all trying to get a piece of the pie because they're incentivized
0: to, to market via. Hmm. Um, so tell me a little bit more, like, because you, I like that you talk quickly because we can get a lot more, uh, yeah. uh, we cover a lot more ground, but, yeah. but, but it's like if someone like Zach, is, is new, you know, he's an entrepreneur or someone listening yeah. to this podcast is an entrepreneur. Um, what, just kind of give me some of the more, of the, you know, the reasons yeah. why they would join VIA and some of the benefits of, of VIA. Tell us a little bit more, like, uh, because I, I also am curious, and I don't know if you can, I always ask the two questions at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, you When you were talking about your outsourcing and having someone do all the stuff that, you know... I don't know if it's like the Via is maybe like an entry level, and then like if you're more serious, you could actually have someone answer your phones, do your social media. Yeah. You you drop some bombs there. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I'd like to get a little more details if someone's listening, like how you can help them with their business and being an entrepreneur working from home. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So you know the
1: the this the idea for Via the Virtual Entrepreneurs Association was really driven by the fact that. I meet entrepreneurs all over the globe. Entrepreneurs are the only people that I know that will work 80 hours a week, so they don't have to work 40 hours a week for somebody else, right? Right. (laughs) And so entrepreneurs get into business because they want freedom. They want lifestyle. They want to spend more time with their family. They want Lambos, whatever they want. And instead, they end up basically uh, in, in, in indentured servitude to their business, right? They're literally ball and chain to their business, working their tail off, working so hard. They have no lifestyle at all. And so I want help with that. And also... With VIA, when I started my business, like I said, I had no connections. Today, I'm probably one of the most connected people I know. Same with you. And connections are power, right? I mean, if, if you have a certain level of success and you're connected, you can make so many things happen. Yeah. Like, forget about internet marketing. Forget about all that stuff. It's the biz dev guys, the guys with the big Rolodex. Those are the ones that generate the big bucks. I know I've seen the deals that you do. You've, I've seen you do seven and eight-figure deals. You don't get seven and eight-figure deals from you know running a Facebook ad typically. It's a long, long cycle, right? But True. but you can make those deals happen. So that's huge. So to be connected, to be educated, uh, to have all those tools to help you with your entrepreneurial career, that's huge. And then you're right. The next segue is okay. You know whether you're an entrepreneur or a entrepreneur, you join via, right? Because via is for for people that are self-employed or people that
0: aspire a wantrepreneur, a wantrepreneur. Wait a minute, don't let that <laughs> slip. Past, Somebody that, that aspires a to be an entrepreneur. Go yeah, ahead.
1: Yeah, exactly. So w- whether you're in uh, either of those classes, you you end up getting into via. You get the tools, you get the education, you begin to get connected, you surround yourself with a community of like-minded people who help you move up the ladder. And then, yeah, of course, the next thing is you need to get leverage in your business. So where are you going to go? Well, hopefully you're going come to us, 123Employee. But um, to answer your question, what do we do at 123? At the end of the day, there are so many things that an entrepreneur can do in their business. In theory, you could do everything in your business, couldn't you, because of technology and innovation, right? You could be the shipping department in your business. You could do sales. You could do the marketing. You could run the Facebook traffic. You could do everything. Of course, you'd need about 72 to 100 hours in each day to do it. But what entrepreneurs tend to do is because they have the ability to do that stuff, they, they take a crack at it. They try it. They sit there trying to design their websites and doing all this arduous stuff that doesn't really move the needle forward in their business. It's certainly help. It, it's certainly the stuff that they have to do in their business to grow a thriving business, but it's not the stuff that moves the needle, the needle forward. It's not the highest and best use of their time. So one, two, three employee, we help, we entrepreneur, we empower entrepreneurs to, to focus on the income generating activities in their business and everything else they they offload all the minutiae, they delegate to somebody else and of course that's us. So Huh.
0: That yeah sounds really cool. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, let's do this all because I'll post a link. Uh make notes to my my son EJ. Yes. Post a link because hey, I know you have a you know EJ. Good buddy. Uh, have a uh, like a you know a webinar that that ex- well, explains we'll that do. whole thing. Like you let's know, do
1: let's do a couple things so we can really let people, you know, check these out and and try them out too. So um, let's put a couple links uh, down in the show notes. Let's do uh for for your audience let's give everyone a free trial of via so if you want to try via absolutely free we're going to give you a trial you can try it out you can see how awesome it is kick the tires take advantage of everything the discounts the connections the community really try it out uh, for free and when you do uh we'll send you out a, a copy of my new book oh i should have brought it to show her when i'm not used to because it, it's coming out right now my 10th book is hitting the shelves right now well, that's not true it's hitting online right now it hits the shelves at christmas uh, but it's called the virtual entrepreneur so Via, Virtual Entrepreneur. I wanted to write a book to commemorate uh, the launch of Via, and uh, this is my 10th book. I might as well plug the book right now. So uh, what's what I really love about this book, it's my favorite book I've ever written, and the reason why is my very first fiction book. All my other books have been nonfiction. They're usually how-to books. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've learned over the years that people want to be entertained right? And we've always come from a place of what we call edutainment. So when I speak from stage, I edutain. When we do our events all over the globe, I'm edutaining. And so I wanted to edutain in this book. So I wrote a fiction book, a parable, to help people learn an incredibly valuable lesson on how to have a virtual business, a lifestyle business, but I do it through a story. And uh, so you can pick up a free copy of that when uh, you get your free trial of VIA. And then we'll also- It's called The Virtual Entrepreneur? Yeah, the book is called The Virtual Entrepreneur. And then also, uh, like you said, Uh, There is a training that I will, that I am going to be doing where I'm going to show people how to generate a massive amount of leads in their business, literally how to generate unlimited leads for life in their business. And then I'll show them how to outsource and delegate it all so they can focus on, you know, growing their business, scaling their business, doing the things that really juice and excite them. And we'll put a link to that training too.
0: Hmm. So I am going to dive down a little bit on this. So it took, when I heard you say about the Virtual Entrepreneurs Association, like joining, if you're an entrepreneur or a entrepreneur, yeah. it's kind of like if you're an old person, you join AARP. Yeah. I mean, there's there are all these associations and it is, life is your association. Like when you said, like, how do we put together big deals? You know, not everyone can just text you and get a reply. Yeah. Although you're not like a hyper fast replier. I do like I like a minute or two max. Or you know two. What, you are
1: awesome at that, I am and incredible. I really appreciate that too. I am. I'll, I'll text back right away
0: if I'm in front like of. But you phone. were probably in a studio, yeah, and you're Very very busy man. or yeah, yeah, in a meeting. Because, but but they, those those connection. My point I'm yeah. making. Everyone knows I'm obsessed with like fast response time. But mm. but those t- having connections with people like you and people like all the people you associate with, the people you bumped into in the lobby. And that is what what I would imagine with the Virtual Entrepreneurs Association, you're giving access people to your sphere of influence. Do we get to go to like... Because I, I see, like the guest I had in here last, I met him at a seminar. You know, the entrepreneurs and at least the ones who are making money are always going to stuff. Some friends of mine were at Eric Worre this week at a, at a big mastermind, spending a lot of money on bettering yep. themselves. Yep. Do we have access to events with this organization the as exam. well? Big time,
1: yep. So uh, we have two types of events. So we have discounted events, which are basically... Um, other events all over the globe that have agreed to give our members discounts because of our big buying power, so we have tons of those, and then we have via-branded events, which are our own events that we do all over the globe, and that's a place to tap into all of our connections, and we're, we're pushing that. We're pushing people into the community, we want people to make connections. I know for me, all of the best connections I've ever made in my entire life were either made at an event or linked back to an event. Where did you and I meet?
0: at a randy gage we it took us because we both are so busy we this that's a whole other story i'm gonna get into it but we 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 were good we were good friends for a minute and then like we went on with our lives 20 years later but where do we meet we met in hawaii you're the one who finally remembered at a randy gage seminar and you were honing your craft i was honing my craft and i think this is something that we really got to hammer home because it's just it's an aha moment for me it's like some of the people that i talk to that are broke and can't figure out how to make something happen it's because they're not doing anything you got to get passionate about bettering yourself learning your craft honing your craft and like the smart people are always at events and eventually they end up being the one giving the events but you're going to events in the beginning
1: absolutely i remember my first marketing event i went to i went and sat on a hot seat and i and i and i shared one my website, my sales page, for 123Employee. And I had the audience of marketers critique it and so on and so forth, they tore it apart, tore me, tore me apart. Mm-hmm. But that was a pivotal point in my business. I made those changes and then tapped into it and started making a lot more money in my business. Uh, I have some friends, this is an awesome story, I had some friends, they were at a buddy of mine's event, uh, and. One of my friends went up to the other friend. Or they're all kind of sitting around talking. He said, you know, I've been posting videos online, and I'm getting all this traffic. Uh, but I have to do it manually. It's an arduous process, taking all this time. And the other guy was like, well, I think I could figure out a way to automate that. He's like, really? Could you? He's like, yeah, I could. They, this was like on a couch having cocktails at an event. They, uh, He said, yeah, I'll get back to you next week. They started talking. They put it together. They created a company called Traffic Geyser, sold it for millions just... I don't know less than three years later and that kind of stuff happens all the time at events we met at an event all of your best connections happen at events. if you have nothing going on go to an event that's right you'll make it happen real quick and by the way one more point that i do want to drive home that, that you said you're always so great at articulating things um via is the AAA or the swiss army knife for business so just mm-hmm. like an aarp Think of Via as AAA for business.
0: Well, just like I mean, you guys, I ca- you guys, you know, you rock star stage speakers are so good with your irresistible offers. I yeah. mean, think about it. It's like so. What you're saying is, here, try it for free. Yeah. And what? You, and you're giving them a free book. What is the? How long? It's if it's if it's. You said it's like twenty dollars a month. So what do you give them a free month or something like that? I'll give them a free couple of weeks. A, a couple, of weeks. Yeah, a couple of weeks. They got to dive in there yeah. and make a decision. Absolutely. All right. So you a know, free... smart. As you know, smart business people
1: take fast decisive decisions they don't sit around thinking about it hemming and hawing tearing it apart uh, we just had a deal that we just did recently so one one of the uh, uh, components of via is the uh, four times a year via virtual summit where we focus on an aspect of business we bring about 60 speakers together and it's really awesome we had a guy on the team uh, we offered him a sweetheart deal where he'd be making a ton of money I don't know, a few hundred thousand a year, I a mean, good deal for him. Uh, but he was so busy hemming and hawing and getting caught up in the minutia that eventually we had to cut him loose. And that's the difference between entrepreneurs and wantrepreneurs. Mm. Entrepreneurs make fast, decisive decisions. They move forward. Sometimes they get it wrong because if you make fast decisions all the time, you're not going to get it right all the time. So what do you do? You pivot, right? We. Yeah, you know, back in our day there was unfortunately there wasn't the word pivot. So we like we screwed it up and we do it again, <laughs> right? Which is basically what pivoting is. But that's okay. Uh, that's what entrepreneurs do though. They move quickly mm-hmm. and, uh, and and it's, it's key.
0: Cool. I always like to, to reach out to Zach, you know, because he's kind of just always listen, listening to the guests and whatever. Yeah. Just like, what are your thoughts so far on any questions about the outsourcing, the v, the Via, the the organization, anything like that? What are your questions yeah, I, for our rave about scene. Cool parties couple, back in the rave scene, really EDM scene? <laughs> yeah. I got, a, I got a couple. Um, You said marketing partners, I'm assuming affiliates? That's exactly right. What does that look like? How does somebody get involved with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we should kind of explain what that is. I'm sure some people are watching, thinking I don't even know what an affiliate is, right? So so just so you all know out there for your edification, There are hundreds of thousands of companies out there that have proven products or services. They have marketing material already created. They will give you an affiliate link to their website. When you send people to it and somebody buys, they'll cut you a check. And that's exactly what we've been doing at 123 for the last decade, at Via for the last three weeks. And uh, so uh, we have marketing partners. They're affiliates. And we have thousands of them. And our, our regular affiliates, who we probably have about 6,000 of, I don't know any of them. But I love every single one of them because they send us business, right? I call them my invisible workforce. Now, they don't send us a lot of business, maybe a deal a year, but times 6,000, that certainly adds up. But then we also have what we call our JV partners or our joint venture partners. And JV partners are just affiliates like everybody else, but, but we have a distinction for them. And the distinction is these are big boys and girls, and they can send us you know, 30, 40, 50, $100,000 in business in about 90 minutes, which is certainly a good friend to have, right? And these guys are some of my best friends. Uh, you know, we, we play together, we work together, we travel together, my friends play with, my friends, my kids play with their kids.
0: Um, <laughs> my friends play with their kids. <laughs> yeah, my,
1: my kids play with their kids. Um, and why not? Because we're making so much money together. Half the time, I'll pay for the travel or I'll pay for the trips or whatever. Why not? We're all making all this money together. And I'll tell you, it's one thing to have a best friend. It's another thing to have a best friend that you make a lot of money with. Now, um, these, you know, some people may ask me, like, you know, like, like, wouldn't you have affiliates, of course, because it doesn't cost you anything? Well, that's not true. It does cost you money. It's actually the most expensive traffic you'll pay for. We pay a lot of money to our affiliates, but it's found money. We only pay that money when they give us a deal. So mm. why wouldn't you do it all day long? So like, all businesses I could be an should an affiliate. Have affiliates. Is,
0: it, is it free to be? an Yeah, affiliate? yeah.
1: So it's um, once you actually sign up for Via, you get your affiliate link and refer three and you get your VM membership for free. Keep referring more, you get paid even more. Um, it's not MLM, but it's an yeah. affiliate
0: program. Well, that's good because if yeah. it was MLM, it would like people would think it was a com- competitor, but it's like everybody in... Yeah. Okay, so let's say... We talked about well, I'm it. I'm going to put today. my link in the thing. I'm going to get a link. I'm going to yeah. put it in the thing. Yeah. And if every member of the whole industry became a member of the Virtual Entrepreneurs Association, which I think is important, yeah. um, then... I would make a fortune. Is that yeah, true? And that, my that other affiliates, if they they become members, so okay, cool. Yeah, that's yeah. So that's what an affiliate link is mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, exactly. And I will tell you, if you currently have a business,
1: there are two ways that you must utilize affiliate marketing in your business. You must, because what I find is that most entrepreneurs leave so much money on the table, and that's why they are struggling. So two ways you must utilize affiliate marketing. Number one. You, you, got, you have to have your own affiliate program. Why would anybody not have an affiliate program? Why would you not have an invisible workforce of people that drive business to your business all the time that doesn't cost you any money up front, right? right? You're insane. If you're watching this, you have a business, and you don't have an affiliate program, you are leaving so much money on the table. That's number one. Number two is that you use affiliate marketing to fill the gaps in your business. So what do I mean by that? Well, most people sell one thing, okay? I sell outsourcing. Right. And now, of course, I have via, but I pretty much sell one thing and I have no inclination to sell 47 other things. Unfortunately, many entrepreneurs do. But the key is you want to focus all your efforts on your main business. Now, I have thousands of customers at 123 Employee that know, like and trust me that we've accumulated over the last decade that would buy a myriad of different things for me if I only had it to sell to them. But I don't do that stuff. I only do one thing. I do outsourcing. So through my affiliates, I sell other things to them: marketing services, programs, ways to make money, tools, office supplies, all this stuff. I sell my people, but I sell it to my customers through my affiliates. And the upside for them is that they know, like, and trust me. They know that if one of my affiliates does them wrong, they can come back to me, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm okay with that. I, I'll, I'll, I vet my affiliates. So what happens? I end up making a ton more money. My clients end up buying it from my partners who are trusted partners my partner wins i win we all win and i've added a zero to my bank account and and that's boy that, that's the name of the game in business because today business is so competitive and the winner of business is the person that's making the most amount of money cuz that person will outspend you on the all the marketing until the day comes when you give up and you come to your competitor and they buy you out and that's how it works
0: i think listening to your explanation of affiliates it's kind of it's like it's we've formalized like what in my grandfather's time used to be like you know well I know old Jed over here and then and yeah. they scratch each other's back right. you know it's like right. you know you go to him for that and go to him for now this it's formalized. and it's like and now it's almost formalized it's it like is. this is my network this is my connections is my network of affiliates and everyone's got an affiliate program and and I think it's kind of cool because super cool. instead of the mon- the marketing money going to like TV I don't even have TV anymore I have I just have internet TV I have you know subscriptions yeah. to various TV programs and, um so what used to be like they would spend money on advertising and tell us things a lot of times were lies like things go better with coke still is. or vote for hillary Uh, um (laughs) i mean they're they're telling you things on tv they're spending money on advertising and you're listening to god only knows whose agenda agenda could be the deep state because people that want you to um to drink coca cola which is like yeah things go better with coke things like diabetes go better with coke (laughs) but if you're my bro and you tell me hey don't drink coke you know drink verve or Like don't whatever it is like you have and it's formalized and if you if you work it right you lead a good life and you have good friends and you refer business to each other and you like you just kind of said it's almost like you vouch for them yeah and also the
1: best form of marketing is referral marketing yeah your buddy comes up to you they tell you hey did you just see that new movie it's incredible you gotta go see it you go see it you see it on television you don't necessarily believe it you go check the reviews you ask your friends referral marketing is the best form
0: of marketing for sure right. (laughs) Far and on, always has been. So Zach, do you have, I mean, do you feel like you have a decent understanding of VIA? Like as a virtual entrepreneur, like do you say, whoa, what the hell, I'd be stupid not to join this association and associate with these contacts and go to these seminars and connect with this community. Are you, what, what are you feeling? And what questions do you have about that? Um, I, mean, I guess I would suppose, what's it look like? We haven't talked about how much it costs, things like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so Via is $20 a month,
1: free trial for your people that are watching. Uh, they refer three, they get it free. And one of the things I just remember that I left out because I did say it's a triple A for business, we have negotiated over 671,000 discounts on dining, business uh, products that you need to, and services that you need to run your business, uh, travel, um, hotel chains. Um, so the average VM member saves hundreds of dollars a month on the things they need to grow their business and live their life.
0: And is it just like a login that you get? Yep, or a, what, yep. just what a login. You... Yeah.
1: Super simple, yeah, it's awesome. And uh, I think on that page, that we're going to give everybody the free trial on. You can even see there's a little video where I take you under the hood. See what's there.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyone who knows Davin knows that you know what's up and you know everybody and you are the coolest. You were the original rock star. Let's talk That's a little great. bit about, uh, I was so excited when I bumped into you after 20 years and we finally remembered how we knew each other <laughs> after a few minutes over a, over a glass of wine. I think you came yeah. to one of my wine events. and I did. And, uh, and it was like, I know you. I know you real well. Where do I know you from? <laughs> like, I don't just know you. <laughs> like I know you used from... We to hang out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that was the most Alzheimer moment funny. for both of us. It was. And, uh, but then we reconnected here in Vegas, Vegas is awesome. Everyone knows that if you that I'm the biggest fan of Vegas, and if you move to Vegas, Vegas, me and my son will find you a place. Uh, I'm always telling people on your high rise. I particularly like your high rise building. Uh, your pad is the coolest, and anyone looking to move and have the coolest pad in the world will show you that that high rise. Cool. But but I digress. Yeah. So you're leaving us. You're well, leaving Vegas first. Where, where of all, are you going?
1: Well, first of all, I will say that Vegas is the greatest place to network in the United States. Would you not agree? I do agree. That's it's, why I live here. It's so awesome. And the difference is you go from push to pull. So what happens is everyone in the world just comes to you on a weekly basis. You know, They come to you. And then you network, you make deals, you have drinks, you eat the best food in the world, you see the best shows. I love Vegas. So yes, we're talking about Vegas. So we moved to Vegas five years ago. Um, for a couple of reasons. One is I was in Hollywood in the hills, and we loved it. We had a great life there. And I remember when I first moved to Hollywood, it was my, it was a dream come true. But after 15 years, I was ready for a new adventure. I'm kind of an adventure junkie. But at the same time, I was paying so much in taxes in LA. It was insane. I think it was mm-hmm. almost 60% in taxes between federal and state. So, so we're moving to Vegas. To get rid of those taxes, and we did. And I thought I was nuts. My family thought I was nuts. My friends thought I was nuts. Moving to Vegas was the most awesome thing we ever did. We love Vegas. It is just so great. I added ten pounds to my gut. Unfortunately, the food and the drinks food is so unreal good. here. Yeah, and you end up drinking a lot more because everybody comes every week and they want to drink with you, right? Yeah, it's it's like, like,
0: what do you want to do? I'm going to Vegas. Well, it's only twenty minutes away. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's just so funny. So, um, but yeah, we love it. Um, but uh, uh almost two years ago, we moved to Puerto Rico. And um, we were lured there because it is, I believe Puerto Rico is the most business-friendly uh, uh, state, uh, if you will, or, or country. Um, it's amazing, and uh, the, they have an incredibly favorable tax program. You and you basically the only penalty is you have to live in paradise, um, where the weather is great all year long, the food is wonderful, the people are some of the nicest people on the planet. So uh, we live in Puerto Rico now too,
0: hmm. and you have to stay there like more than six months a year. You have or to be there
1: one... over six months a year. You have to Puerto Rico has to be your home. Mm-hmm. It has to be your home. Uh, but if it is, um, you know, I, I usually don't talk about the tax side of it. I talk more about. What a pro business place it is, and how lovely the people are, and how beautiful the weather is, and how you're living in paradise. But essentially, your taxes are almost nothing uh, zero capital gains, 4% income tax. Wow. It's the greatest loophole. A lot on of people planet. from
0: the crypto world are going there. I remember uh, one of my claims to fame, one of the few, is that I showed you crypto. You like we, did. we were sitting at a Changed Chinese place in Chinatown here in uh, Vegas. And I was and I was telling you about Bitcoin. and You're like, yeah, I don't really know much about it, but you had some. One of your clients had paid you in it yeah. or something like that. And I'm like, that's that's valuable. But now, like, you're a crypto expert, probably yeah. like everyone else. All the a lot of the big crypto people are living over there. Is that they are? so uh, what are you hearing about crypto lately? Anything anything interesting happening that in that realm over there, and and any forecasts of the future?
1: Sure. Well, it's actually interesting. So there's about 3.5 million people that live on the island, and shockingly, there's only about 2,000 of us Act 2022 That That's the expats that are living over there. But Act
0: 2020? Act
1: 2022. That's what it's called. There's, okay. there's about 10 acts that are very pro-business. Uh, the most popular are Acts 20 and 22. One is, uh, one is for capital gains. One is for your income tax. Uh, and there's only 2,000 of us over there, which is shocking um, because it's so amazing. Uh, having said that, though, it's starting to snowball now. Now we're seeing it. So in our neighborhood where we live, we used to see one or two families uh, or one or two people move into the neighborhood per month. Now we see a few a week. So it's certainly changed. And to give you an example of how the word is starting to get out in Puerto Rico, I'll tell you about this. So where I live, which is the most wonderful community in the world, I just love it, um, I started a cigar club. And so one night we're at somebody's house um, having cigars, and this friend of mine that walks in that actually works with Grant Cardone, and he walks in and I said, hey, did you move to Puerto Rico? He said, yeah, we just moved here a week and a half ago. I go, that's so awesome. I said, where do you live? He said, I live in blah, blah, blah. I go, I live in blah, blah, blah. He's like, what? I go, what's your address? He goes, A9. dude, you live right across the street from me. I'm your neighbor. He's like, what? So if somebody, if I could start getting neighbors living across the street from me that I know in the US, I didn't even know we're coming to Puerto Rico, we're about to invade that place. Puerto Rico is about to just go nuts. Right. Um, but to answer your question, um, yeah, there's a lot of crypto people there for sure. Um, you know, everybody is really waiting for the first ETF to come out, right? When the first ETF comes out, I, I think Bitcoin's
0: just going to go through the roof. I keep hearing about it. It hasn't happened yet, though. hasn't
1: happened yet. Uh, you know, the the regulators are being very cautious, but, I, but it will happen for sure. Uh, it should be interesting to see what happens with Libra, right, um, you know, with Facebook's coin. That'll change everything as well, if that even happens. Um, You're uh, over there with Brock Pierce and all these yeah, uh, crypto people. Yeah, Brock so. has his weekly yoga over at his house and stuff. I mean, it's pretty cool when you can just go over to someone's pad and hang out with a billionaire. You know, there's a lot of billionaires in Puerto Rico. Uh, fascinating people. Uh, all the movers and shakers are there. It's just cool, um, to hang out with these guys. It's, I love it. I love it. It's my favorite thing. My favorite thing is exchanging ideas with, with like-minded people that are happening. It's just a blast.
0: Now I'm just curious, this popped into my mind. Um, what about this? I heard there was some like kind of scandal with, uh, the mayor or so the governor yep. over there or something like that. Yeah. He, is he he's like in big trouble? In he's, out. He's, he's out. He's out. Yep. He resigned. He mm. resigned. I was
1: very unfortunate. Um, You know, unfortunately, in the digital age, uh, you got to be careful what you say because it can get out no matter what. And I I don't remember the particulars, but I believe it was the sibling, or sorry, the son of another politician, I think. I'm not sure. But basically, he had the text feeds and they were texting back and forth saying things they shouldn't have said. They were not politically correct, Hmm. it was not cool. And it got out, and everybody called for the, for his resignation, and there were riots, uh, p- particularly um, in Old San Juan. Uh, you know, pretty peaceful riots, but uh, that went on for, I'd say, a couple of weeks. To, Peace- to, peaceful riots? Yeah, you know, people were Not protesting. Not like Portland, Oregon. No, I mean, there's pe- Mellow riots. Yeah, yeah. People, no Antifa over there. People were protesting. I don't think anybody got hurt or anything like that. But after a few weeks, uh, he resigned. He had no choice. Oh. Um,
0: yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah so you gotta watch uh, what you text. Like I can't help myself. If someone pisses me off, I just tell them. I they say you should. Uh, they say you should pause before replying or write that email and then don't send it. Well, here's here's what I do. I
1: one time I went well a few times. I went off on a few people that did me wrong digitally, and now my VP Bajal, answers those. I'm not allowed to to respond back when I'm angry he does it because he's more PC than I am
0: I met him very mellow guy very sweet guy yeah, cool, yeah.
1: very nice very even keeled everybody loves Bajol. Um but also um, you know occasionally I will answer back you know in in the heat of the moment and uh, I actually said, this was actually uh, maybe about a year and a half ago uh, somebody kind of Screwed me under or what have you, and not, not not that bad. But I just mentioned it to somebody. He shot it back to him, and he got it. And this this was a friend of mine, <laughs> and uh, he was very upset. So lesson learned: you just you just you have to bite your tongue,
0: right? In the digital yeah. age, nothing is sacred. Hmm. Very good advice. Yeah. Very off topic, but that's what we do here on What's the Deal? Like, hey, what's the deal with this? Yeah. What's, what's the, the, deal? the deal with that? What's um, the deal, Matt? There's so much. There's so much to be learned here from uh, from you, Dab, And I don't know. Uh, I don't know where to go. I mean, I, obviously, I want to. I want to plug Via, but it seems so simple. Like anyone that's an entrepreneur or wants to make money, wants more connections. It's free, so try it. Like yeah. if you're listening to this, <laughs> uh, I want to go. It made when I what I got from this is I want to go to more seminars too. I always get pumped. I used to like Tony Robbins was the first one I ever went to. It's like yeah. you go to these events and you meet cool people, yeah. and it's like if you're an entrepreneur, listen to this. You got to be in the mix. You got to Get up and go and do stuff. You do, and I will also
1: say, you know, 95% of all people um, put speaking right next to going to the dentist. Right, it's the, it's the the worst thing in the world. They would never want to do it. They Public never, speaking. They yet. never want to be uh, publicly on stage. But I will tell you this: if you can push yourself beyond your comfort zone, um, what's great about you know most of the events I go to, I'm speaking at, and from a positioning standpoint, it's huge because I'm on the front of the stage. Everybody in the room knows what I do now. If, if anybody wants to network with me, they know I'm the guy. Again, it's like Vegas. It goes from push to pull. I get off the stage. I get mobbed. And I get, hey, you want to speak at my event? Do you want to do this deal with me? Do you want to do it? it's like It's like when we say rock star, I mean, whatever. But it's like being a star. Because the great thing about I have lots of friends that are you know real celebrities, big stars, not micro fame like us, but like big stars. Mm-hmm. And... And they, you know, it's challenging for them, right, getting mobbed all the time. But the great thing, they will always say the, the best thing is access, right? You have all this access to deals and people and money and endorsements and things. And that's what speaking on stage does. Now, if you are terrified of speaking on stage, okay, get a booth at the event. It's the next best thing, right? Because at the booth, people will walk the halls and they'll see at your booth. It's like it's like me being from stage, screaming what I do. Your booth screams what you do, right? And that's another way to go from push to pull. Another, let's say you don't, you can't afford a booth, or you don't want to have a booth. You're not a speaker. Okay, then participate. Um, when when semi, when, when the speaker on stage says, "Hey, uh, uh, you know, who uh, wants to? Uh, what, what do you think of X, Y, and Z?" You raise your hand and you get up and you speak. Many times especially before I spoke, but even now when I'm at an event just as a participant, I'll ask a lot of questions. And the questions I ask, you can tell by the questions I ask that I'm incredibly informed. Like I, I'm asking high-level questions because I'm, I perform at a high level. That's where I am at my business today. And when I ask those high-level questions, people in the audience hear that and they're like, this guy must be high level. Like I wanna to talk to him. And they'll come up to me, they'll say, look, you were asking really like high-level questions. You obviously have XYZ going on. Yeah, I do. Hey, let's talk about what we have going on. So uh, there's a lot of different ways to let the audience know that they should be networking and talking to you. And, and you certainly wanna utilize that when you're at events.
0: Hmm. Great stuff. So basically what what I'm hearing is or I'm hoping is for my free two weeks or my yeah. twenty bucks, I'm gonna get virtual access to your community to these connections totally. so like if, if someone was listening like when you were talking about being a speaker i'm thinking like i should be a paid speaker yeah. and go around on stages of the world and would someone let's say that that was someone's aspiration and they were a member of via yeah. they would they would lie in would they have the ability to, what dude you'd, you'd what, what would yeah. happen? What, yeah, give me exactly. An example. So let's say you're in Via and let's say you aspire
1: to speak. So there's a lot of, of things that would happen for you. So first of all, you could go into um, our resources and you could find speaker trainers and they would charge you a fraction of what they charge on a retail level. Uh, then maybe you have to travel out and see them. Well you could use the travel discounts to get there for a lot less, right? In addition to that, you go into the private Facebook group where I am in I'm in that group all the time and you'd say, Hey, look, I aspire to speak. Could we do a training on, you know, speaking to or speaking from stage or keynoting, we answer back absolutely. And then within a few days, you'll see me doing a training to the Via community or uh, in the Via Facebook page, showing people how to do this, giving out resources. I mean, it's literally like it's my myself, my team, and the Via community there to support you, to help you on your hmm. entrepreneurial so it like a,
0: It's access. Yeah. I mean, I know like, it is. some people that went to a seminar this week paid twenty grand to go sure. to the seminar. Yeah. Basically, you're getting access for twenty bucks. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Zach, anything else? um yeah i mean there's probably a lot have you always been fearless as far as the uh speaking and djing (laughs) what did you have to overcome doing that
1: oh boy that's a really good question you know i don't think i'm fearless at all i'm afraid of all kinds of
0: things you you come off that way you come up i do
1: i do and i i think it's just it's a big act (laughs) <laughs> it's a big act, you know. It's a big act, but the act is to myself. So I am fearful of many things. Before we launch Via, I was like, "Oh my gosh, what if Via tanks?" You know, that's that's what starts going through my head, I, and I can't get it out of my head. But what I do is I just push past that. Right? You just, you, so I am certainly not fearless, but in the moment I am acting fearless, because that's how you do it until such time It comes
0: across as confidence. You, you're one of the more confident people I know. Like When you walk into a room, it's like… I mean, I it, am
1: confident. I mean, look, coming in here doing an interview is something I've done a million times, mm-hmm. right? So of course I'm not nervous about it. But if it's something new, that, like, like the launch of VIA, I was nervous as hell about it. But you know what? My team was looking to me for leadership. And when you have a larger company it's no longer about running your company it's about leadership right and so i couldn't have been fearful in that moment i had to be strong i had to be uh you know excited and i had to be confident and so that's who you are in the moment you know being an entrepreneur forces you to step up and that's what it's all about
0: very very true um yeah you know it's interesting how many how many millionaires i know how many million dollar earners i know and and what's neat is is that they're all just people. Like what happened oh, is right. at 15, you said, I don't care. I'm going to break into a warehouse and throw a sick party. Yep. And it's like entrepreneurs just think big and they take action. They're not afraid. That's kind of yeah. what I'm hearing. And and I mean, you've done that since you were 15. And I, I don't even want to get into how old you are, but I'm guessing you're similar age to me. You've been yep. around for a while. Yeah, long time. And, and so all that experience and all that's been packed into um, – Via, and I think people should join just because so uh, you too. took the time to come in here. And uh, now it I have like an, you could write it off too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You could <laughs> write off the twenty expensive. bucks a month, and if, but if you're in
0: Puerto Rico, it wouldn't matter because you don't have to pay taxes.
1: Yeah, it's weird when you first get to Puerto Rico, you, you're still in that mindset of, uh, oh, that's a great write off or this that, and then you're like, wait a minute, I don't need the write off. So you have to completely oh, shift man. your way of thinking. But still,
0: but still spend the twenty bucks. Yeah, there you go. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, and come uh, to Puerto yeah. Rico,
1: it's an awesome place to live.
0: Uh, I I, um, I don't want to let you go because Good. like I'll you are another hour or so. you hey, but, but I try to keep the time to uh, to, to we uh, do two parter or I, I could come back. It could sometime. be. I'd yeah. love to have you back. Yeah, Appreciate it's just it. um, really really cool to have Davin Michaels in the studio and to have a chance to learn about this. And I just really, I mean, to me that's been a little bit of an aha. It's like you can never invest too much in yourself. You can oh, yeah. never have too many connections. You can never be you know part of too many communities. So um, I really I really get it. And that's cool because I didn't really, as I mentioned to you, I didn't really get Via. I was too ADD to like, you know, pay too close of attention. But today I think I got the gist of it. Yeah.
1: You're, you're not alone too. You know, uh, what we're still doing, I mean, Via has taken off. It's certainly successful, but um, we're still dialing in the marketing because that's kind of how it works in the beginning. And and you're not the only person that has Did said, I come
0: up with the AAA of entrepreneurs or did you already who, think of that? Who did that? Somebody did. No, I- it wasn't you. Oh. You came up with the AARP or the businesses. AARP. Yes. Well, my, I get that stuff from the mail. I throw it immediately in the garbage can because I'm, there's no possible way I'm old enough to be involved in this. There you go. And that's, another thing, I think that yeah. I've always thought was cool. And again, so we're gonna, I'm gonna post a link to to it because when you talk on stage about that outsourcing thing for someone who has maybe a little bit more established business, yep. and I mean, it sounds so amazing to have you actually have minions all around the world that will do everything for you, so you can focus strictly on the task hand and that's how if someone really wants to take their income to the next level and I'm guessing that's the specialty there but um, kind of like start with Via and then if you want to learn more about his outsourcing I'll, I'll post a link on that as well. And Matt, I, I will say too, I know
1: a lot of network marketers follow you because you've had so much success in network marketing I will tell you this the most receptive audiences to our business at 123Employee are the network marketers. They love the idea of somebody doing all the busy work in their business, all the social media, all of the training, all of the marketing so that they can just go out there and bring more people into their organization.
0: And I I mean, that's a pretty big promise and I imagine that's why people at the end, you know, it's probably only like a thousand bucks or something and everybody in the room wants to buy it because it's like, and then you got to deliver. But you said, I mean that, so you deliver. That must be interesting. You have how many employees, you say, around the world? We have 550 employees today. 550 employees. Wow. Virtual Davin army. Yeah, the militia. Right on. Well, cool. That, that, as always, time goes by fast. I mean, that's the deal with Davin, and that's the deal with Via, and that's the deal with 123Employee, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it as much as I did, and I will uh, let you guys go. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Davin, and uh, we'll see our listeners next time.